Hello and welcome to Law and Order S Review here on Fanversation. It is time for season 23, episode 6, the 500th episode. Wow, Taylor. That's my decoration today. I love, love it. it. So prepared. Thanks. Uh, I am Yael Teagle. I'm joined as always by my amazing panel. We're all together for the 500th. Felicia Michelle is here. Hello, Felicia. Yes, I am. Cheers. Popped a little bottle for the for the 500. So, yeah, so I'm slurring already. You know why? Hmm. <laughs> amazing. Taylor is also here. Hello, Taylor. I sure am. Hello, everyone. Ah! We're all celebrating. We are so excited. Five. 100 episodes. What a milestone. I cannot believe it. Before we jump in, as always, uh, this is not our 500th episode of S Review, but it is an episode. So uh, if you're new, welcome. Um, we would like to make sure you have a hotline if you need help. If you've been assaulted, please reach out to Rain. Their number is 1 800 656 Four six seven three. One hundred six five six four six seven three. What does that spell? It spells hope. And you know what, Felicia was drinking, so I had to just get that in before she stopped. I was. I didn't even really need to drink. I just did it so you knew it was a safe space for you. And then she okay. Well, I thought. Well, because I was like, thought you were tricking me out. I thought you were going to be like, oh, psych, and pull the straw away and say it. But but this is literally what I live for. So thank you for giving that to me, Taylor. Again, of course. So it's going great. Happy 500. That's my gift to you. Amazing. <laughs> um, also, if you are new, uh, this show makes some jokes that might not be appropriate and you might not find funny. I mean, most people don't find them funny, but that's that's not the point. Even I don't usually find them funny. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so consider this your content warning. Uh, this is 500 episodes. I'm going to say some shit and that's you've been warned. Thanks. Dun, dun. Um, also, uh, if you are watching us on Spotify, welcome. We are some of the new podcasts that are available to watch on Spotify. We're also on YouTube. We're also on iTunes. Uh, we requested that people go and rate and review us on iTunes. We have a new rating, no review. So I don't wow. know who did it, but thanks for the rating. Thank you. It's five stars. Oh, yes. this is a person who follows directions. You said if you gave us four stars, then you have to tell us why they gave us five stars. No, don't have to do anything. Thank you. Yeah, the rule book. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's the episode. The five hundredth episode is what is titled. Uh, the description is Amaro and Olivia. Well, that's interesting. It's written weird. Amaro's friend and Olivia's ex-boyfriend, Burton Lowe, asks SVU for help with overturning a wrongful conviction in one of Cragen's old cases. All right, let's start with the, like, case part of it. What did you think about the story of the case? Uh, Taylor? I thought it was pretty interesting. I liked the scene where they went back and did, what did they call it, cognitive reenactment. I thought that was interesting. I thought the guy that played Ian was, like, a really good actor. I thought he did a really good job in that performance. And I like that. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it. We talked more about like Amaro, but I thought the DNA sampling and like how we were talking about how technology has come so far and that can reopen some old cases. I thought was interesting. So I actually really liked that part of it. Felicia, when you're done playing, she seems really skeptical, but it's bothering me guys. Like it was, I really, (laughs) 
story, but it was like in my eyeballs, my bangs outgrown. Anyway, um, I really, I, I enjoyed it because you got to see like some some methods and also like what Taylor was saying with the, just the technology and, and DNA. Um, and also I like uh, sometimes when they give it, when they give it to us, they serve it up a little easy. You know, we kind of, it was pretty much easy to figure out that, oh, it was this old weird creepy teacher, uh, especially when he was like, he sends a card every single year. And I was like, oh, well, we know that um, when people are guilty, sometimes they do things like that. Um, so I enjoyed that. And also seeing an innocent person like go free and like if that's actually happening and like, this technology is allowing people to do that, that was nice. Yeah, um, I agree. I liked the case as well. I thought it was interesting. It wasn't too complicated, which was nice because we have a whole bunch of other stuff going on. Listen, um, I like it. Got very complicated. <laughs> it, but like the case itself of like that it wasn't the boyfriend, that it was the teacher um why he wasn't suspected the fact that he confessed um uh daryl in the chat says he was like a father to her tipped it for me yeah um he mm, paid exactly, extra Darryl, attention to her chalk. it's like um, that yeah. twitter meme like the red flags Red flag, red flag, red flag. But it, it kind of led right into the other because he was a predator. Essentially, he was a predator. You can't imagine that. That was the only girl he ever right. liked in that way or looked at in that way. Whether or not he acted upon it, I still think the thought it just is enough for you to just be dead ass wrong. Um, so he's a predator, and then we move into another predator. Yes. Or maybe you want to consider him a predator. I don't know. Oh, Oh, man, we'll talk about that in a sec. Uh, Zach says, really felt bad for Ian seeing him go back to what happened with Haley. Honestly, I think that the the cognitive reenactment was fascinating. Um, I saw on Twitter the SVU team telling us that this is a real thing. Um, and and it was interesting, and I like that we're doing it. It, re it reminds me of how our team evolves with their techniques. And like just like the technology evolves, so does our team, and I love that. Um, I, yeah, the case itself was fine. I do appreciate that he confessed and we didn't have to like sit through the trial uh, because there was other stuff going on. Uh, so let's talk about the other stuff. Because um, as we know, I don't like when we hit a milestone and um, they like pull from footage and then change storylines. For example, the Hector Ramirez case where like, we see this thing that didn't happen that we didn't talk about. So I love, absolutely love that we went back to season one storylines. We went back to this tale that we heard from Benson about her teen years, about this college guy, and we tied it all together i was so excited i absolutely love the use of the clips because those are what those clips were talking about um i also i hope other people felt this as well i was like oh i know what episode that is oh i know what episode that is for the old clips i loved it what did you guys think about this continuity which we know i love i i really liked it i was like a little skeptical, to be honest, when I kind of read about what this episode was going to like bring into the picture and what it was going to cover. Because I was like, I don't know, is that really like what we want to spend like the 500th doing? But I feel like I was proven wrong because it is really interesting, and I think it does pay a lot of like respect to Olivia's character and her character development, and adds a lot of layers to her character too. Because we've 
had this like backstory for a long time, but to see her like reckon with it and even continue to learn about like herself in relation to what she's investigating, I think was really interesting and actually a really cool thing to touch on in this episode. And I think they did a really good job of it too, like making her struggle with topics that she's never really had to reconcile with before, like face to face. So I really liked it and thought it was handled really well. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think the questions that were brought up for her, the conversation that she had to have with herself is fascinating and i want to have these conversations but first uh, felicia what did you think so i mean obviously like that that it was almost like we watched her as as more of a victim right so we've seen in the past like victims who don't realize that something is wrong and it's like she has this realization that oh my gosh like this i didn't realize how wrong it was i didn't realize like what type of person this was because for for her this was a relationship that really defined a huge moment in, in her life and to figure out that this person really all the way through this thing really wasn't a great guy and he had been in your mind for so long. And if anybody has ever like bit, dealt with any wrongdoing from someone and sometimes maybe in a position where you were like vulnerable or you were just ignorant to the fact of some things, you know, as you can happen when you're young, when you realize it and you're older, like, oh my goodness. And then the fact that she had extended um, kindness and the benefit of the doubt to him, I feel like almost like she felt like she was betraying herself, kind of. Like there was a lot of conflict in there. And I'll, I'll talk about one of my favorite scenes when we get to lines, but, um, and she was challenged. And of course, I loved the looking back and because it includes all the elements of why we love Monitor SVU. Like, you know, we saw, got to see her and, and Stabler, like those really personal storylines, but sometimes they don't get to do that with Olivia because she's been there so long. So sometimes finding out new things or exploring or re exploring things about her is exciting. Um, I know that uh, I was sitting there watching it and I was like, yeah, I was like, oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. She's probably like over there just like talking to herself and, and screaming as they do these flashbacks. Um, and us getting to see Amaro back and them all back together in a group setting um, was amazing. Uh, I feel like Finn got a little bit of the short end of the stick this particular episode, reading 500 and like not so much at all with him like in it. Um but that'll just, that's just my, you know, I got a little something to say about everything. So. I know I agree. Honestly, look, no one is saying that this isn't a show that Mariska has, has led for yeah. 23 seasons for yeah. 500 episodes. She is a hundred percent the lead of the show and is carrying it the weight of it. But I agree with you. I was thinking about all of the Twitter, um, all the Twitter messages of of love and support that were going out to the cast and Mariska. And I was like, I know that Ice-T wasn't there from the beginning, but he is the second longest. And he has mm-hmm. been there since season two. And he also is part of this. Like, he is also a big part of it. That's a good point, actually, yeah. Major story arcs with his family, things that are very personal, his own traumas. Um, and so while, it, I mean... We explored her trauma in a much different way, but I'm sure he has some more things to unpack. You know, just his character is not just there for to always be the punchline. You know, I'm sure there's more things to unpack in right. in that. Yeah, I I'm with you. He deserves a, a little, little a, little, <laughs> a little bit more credit, yeah, more respect than that, a little more screen time than that. This episode, yeah. Um, I will also say I know uh, based on tweets from Warren Light, uh, this episode was 
A, longer than a normal episode, and B, supposed to be even longer than a normal episode. Um, And they had to cut it. And I don't, I have not yet seen the deleted, the cut scenes. They were going to release them ahead of time, but they were not uh, released. And I I personally was going to wait to watch them after. But um, I have not seen them yet. So there were more scenes. So it is possible that the scenes that we want, which would be more from Finn, um, a little more. Almost forgot he was even in that, like for a split second, you know. The scene that I wanted to see was the fact that Rollins and Amaro used to be intimate, and now she's with Carisi, and I well, wanted to see that ship interact. We got a little moment with Warner there. I was like, "What is she putting out right now?" That was such a look she gave them. So I think God didn't take care of it, but. She was looking a certain way at them when they visited her little, I don't know, the room that she works in <laughs> together. Um, and I was like, huh, she is throwing something out there for sure with that face. I, I have to go back. I must have missed it. I have to go back and check. Well, she, well, he, you know, she was like throwing it uh-huh. or like, I didn't oh. Catch her face. oh, okay. Well, I'll screenshot it and I will send it. I'll tweet it out because. I was feeling some kind of energy coming from her in that scene at the end there. She was giving them a little look. I'll screenshot it. it Um, Oh, yeah. Daryl says Warner was fishing for something. Exactly. Um, We also have people agreeing in the chat. Adrio says, I wish the core group would have been more represented, especially Finn. Uh, I wonder why they chose Amaro. I think that's a really great question. I do appreciate the like progress of Amaro. I appreciate finding out that he went back to school. Yeah, good for him. Um, so Alice, good. you said he looks good. It looks good. Yeah, he still looks. It looks like all like it's like like a like a, a older good, but so looks good. Yeah, I, I you know I like an older baby face, real young. Like you know when we kind of met him, his daughter's fifteen now. So just the the you know so he's he's yeah he's a little older. He's a little daddy. Um, Alice Jones says will be the 1,000th episode and still unpacking <laughs> Finn. True, I will say if it took 23 seasons to do 500, that's very far away. Um, yeah, and uh, was it Sarah says, hi Sarah says, yes, I wish it had been one a two hour night. Yeah. yeah, that would have been nice, a part one and part two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, outsider <laughs> unions. All these parts we're requesting. It's the year of beards in the Dickwolf universe. It sure is. I I could have used the beard a little more trim. More of I prefer a scruff to a beard, but that's oh. a personal preference. I mean, I don't prefer either, and I was still like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That is fair. I did. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> Um, I want to point out some things that I like made notes of because I thought was so funny. Um, so the story of Benson and Burton ends with a letter when she was younger that she her mother forced her to write a letter. And I was like, I'm sorry, is this organized crime? Is Kathy forcing you to write a letter now? Oh, Serena forced you to write this letter? Guys, wrong show. Well, well. Look, they, it was on the wall. It was probably still on the wall. They're like, "Yeah, we can just use it." We'll, not, yeah, we'll just use that one. Use that. Uh, use that. <laughs> we'll just go with that storyline. Whatever. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, interesting. Audrey O says, I didn't really care about them choosing Mariska's husband as the lawyer. They could have used Barbara or something. I well, agree. Nobody's fucking Barbara. So they can use her man. I agree. <laughs> my man on my 500 show. Yes. All set with me, boo. Love. I see your point. I see your point. Um, I, I agree. Langan appearing was a fun surprise. Um, I... Didn't, I expected it to be a surprise Barba appearance, but then when it was laying in, I went, oh, that makes sense. Well, we kind of had one recently, so maybe they were like, okay, who else could we get? And Rishka was like, I'll ask, I'll ask Bamboo when I go home. I'll ask him to kind of dinner. And, like, it's fine. Or he texts him real fast. Okay, no, he can do it. Yeah, he's not doing anything. Like, no. I know. I know. <laughs> um, did anyone else find his line about knowing a guy in publishing? Was that a yes. reference to Younger? I absolutely wrote that down. I literally, my notes say, my notes say, I used to have plans of publishing and I just said, LOL, at Younger. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's a fun little nod right there. I liked that. I liked that. Um, I, was, I was speaking of time. It's so much in this episode that really just shows you how long this show has been on. We always talk about technology changing. Obviously, we got introduction of um, new methods of going back and, um, helping people to recount like what happened, events that happened, just different things that changed over time. So much so that I took it upon myself because I thought maybe some of our viewers don't know what a, what Olivia was playing in that contraption she was playing the music in. No, it wasn't her cell phone. That was a boom box. And inside that boom box in that little slit, what she was putting in there is a cassette tape. And I'll tell you guys what a cassette tape is. It is a analog magnetic tape recording format for audio recording and playback. It was developed by a Dutch company. Don't worry about that. It typically has 30 to 45 minutes of audio per side. This is the kicker right here, why I knew that it didn't really work in a story because it only has a lifespan of 30 years. That cassette still played that good 40 years later. That's crazy. And then I heard 40 years. I said, oh my gosh, she was 16. I, was, I started doing the math and I was like, wow, damn Mariska looks great. Cause I didn't even realize that she was at the age that she is and that like because her character it'd be 40 years of time i started thinking about the cassette and all that kind of rolled in together in my brain and i shook it all up and i was like damn she looks good oh she looks great being able to see season one marishka next to season 23 marishka also fine wine, baby fine wine set in the water because that cassette wasn't working anyway it only has a lifespan of 30 years so the cassette was done let's talk about throwing it in the water Ma'am, that is literate. You are a police officer. Not with all the plastic. (laughs) The freaking Atlantic. Like, you're just going to throw it in some some body of water near the Atlantic. Maybe you'll get in the Hudson or something. I was like, ma'am, how dare you? I love that. Um, So dramatic. Very. Like, like I'm standing over top of the bridge and the water is running. You know, water is, like, cleansing. Yeah, it was. It's at night. It was, like, very Devil Wars Prada where Andy's, like, with the cell phone. I was like, this is a rom-com now. Except for not at all. Um, I guess it showed more that it was like a peaceful letting go because if like she would have done any other way to destroy it, it would have been like smashing it or something and that would have like showed that she had some type of rage or kept it inside of her like he did. I put in my notes, if I walk out of a door and you throw a glass behind it, I'm not really sure if I can turn around and not check you. Like, how are you doing that? And she's carrying fair point yeah it's 
So that means she was right because it made you mad. So you know deep down that you are a predator of some magnitude. Let's talk about um, the, let's talk about this predatorness because I don't think anyone doubts that this man, this uh, Burton Lowe is a predator. Do we believe that when he was in his early 20s and Mariska was 16, that he was aware that he was doing this? Do we think that he was uh, conscious of what he did? I Here's where I'm struggling. And this is, I'm not saying anything that is wrong with the episode or how she was feeling at the end. I'm struggling internally with with thinking, you know, I'm thinking back on my relationships when I was 16 um, and wondering, wondering about that because it is such an interesting question because May, December romances do exist. Um, and I would say college students with high school students do exist. And we do have Romeo and Juliet laws that, you know, account for this. So it's just, it's such a fascinating conversation. And I wonder if, you know, he said that when someone flirted with him, did he flirt back? Would he, you know, make a move? That's who he is. It was a different time, whatever. He thinks that it's okay, but he understands what he's doing at this point. He doesn't necessarily understand that he's grooming, but he does understand that like, that he's doing something. Do you think he understood what he was doing at all with Olivia? Does that make sense? Am I making any sense? Yeah, you are. I think it's such a fine line. I don't know that I can answer that question, especially not saying that it was right back then, but I think especially 40 years ago, lots of different like cultural conversation and what people see as like acceptable. You know what I mean? So I think that that's yeah. also like something to kind of take into account when we talk about that and, and what each of them were like probably feeling back then and what the conversation would have been like about the relationship, like outside of them too. I think it was really interesting. It like really like muddied the water sort of, because like I said, like it, of course it's not right for someone like in their mid 20s. Like that's wrong. Like yeah. I'm wrong and it is grooming, but it's like, it's, it's more complicated than that. Especially if you, you know, have like, like you said, someone in college and high school, if they started dating, they were both in high school only a couple years apart. Like, when does it get uh, wrong? And when does it, it's, yeah, it's complicated. I just want to clarify, because uh, Daryl asked, does it matter if he is aware? Uh, I'm That's not, true. correct. It does not matter if he's aware. I'm just wondering. Sorry, I want to clarify that I'm just yeah. asking questions, not that I think that it was okay. I, this is how it is in, in most stories in, in, um, on that we see on screen and a lot of stories that we see in real life, most villains think that they're the heroes. They're the heroes of their own story. They don't see anything wrong with it. He saw nothing wrong with the fact that he was a fucking sleazeball. Um, as it comes to like, uh, I, I call them like peer age differences, which is either seven years older or seven years younger than you, which is your peers. You have to look at it like this. Um, and I just say, what about stages of life? Mm -hmm. So if I were 20, I would not have wanted to hang out with 15 year old let alone sleep with one, okay? When I am, and now I, I don't want myself, by the way. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, so say, let me take me out of it, okay? Um, so say there is a 25-year-old a and a 20-year-old. 
that seems a little more in the same realm of the of the stage that you are in life because we understand stages in life we learn different things and the problem when people are in two different stages is there's a power dynamic there that's the that's well some some people well no not some people who molest children are disgusting disgusting and as you get older and you get to be more in that peer range you have to see what stage you are in life. And if you're in different stages, that presents, like I said, that power difference. And within that power difference comes things of manipulation. You know how to do other things. You know, um, there are even even when you are near the same age range, say a 30 year old dating a 25 year old, like that's still in the same age range. They can still do all the same things legally. Essentially, they're both adults. But that 30 year old just has a little bit more experience under their belt. They move, they're moving through life with a little more knowledge. Sometimes that five year gap teaches you a whole lot about it being a totally different person and having a different type of mindset. And so for me, what makes it predatory is when you're in a, a stage where you know you're mature and you're old enough not to be this. Why you're in college and want to mess with somebody in high school that's four or five years younger than you, they wouldn't even have been in school together. If you're maybe in school together, I can understand maybe you're a senior and that's a freshman when you met and y'all were in this, y'all were y'all started off on the same level. But even then you're moving on to different spaces. And so like I said, when there is obviously a power dynamic there that creates a sense of vulnerability for the younger person, that's what I think is wrong. Now, 35 and a, a 40 year old, y'all grown, <laughs> y'all grown, you know, but as you get to that younger age, no, those stages in life are very important. It makes it very different. I will be telling, and if I have future children, I will be telling them that like, no, you cannot be 18, you know, dating a kid like you can't you can't do that and in this situation i do think it was wrong even more so because her mother was his perfect her his teacher that's wrong like that that's inappropriate altogether because of the initial relationship as a professor and a student you should not be involved in her personal life and she should not be involved in your personal life sure um i think first of all i should the wrong answer but i feel like that needs to be like a really well said really great way to explain it thank you Thank you, because you're right. It is about the stages. Um, I the last thing you said about the personal life of the teacher. I will say, you know, when I was in high school, I dated a teacher's son. He was also in high school at a different high school, um, and and we dated. Because- I feel like high school is so different than college. Like college is like we're all adults here, and now how can I be an adult? You be an adult, and I'm messing with your daughter, your underage daughter. Like sure. Oh, I, when you say it like that, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just was thinking about the like, because again, like I said, when I was in high school, I I may have been dating someone who was out of high school. And the idea that I would assume that I was a first. And so I would assume for, for Burton that I, that he was, that Olivia was his first and maybe he wasn't aware that he was doing it, but it worked so well with her that he kept doing the same thing. And I'm making this story up in my head. There's no evidence <laughs> One only, way or the other. Only, I'm sorry. I'm just like that. Only lame dudes go for high school girls because high school girls will go for that lame shit and they're still kind of like near their age. It's only, he's probably was lame. He's probably lame as shit, right? Lame I mean, stuff. to be fair, I he's also think using the, same, <laughs> using the same song reminded me of um, uh, one of our favorite episodes with um, the, James Vanderbeek when he was using that jazz yeah. song. Yeah. Classic. That's a good one. You can't you can't use the same song. It also makes you credit because it establishes a pattern. Right. Yeah. It wasn't even that new material. Yeah. Like he didn't it's change the song in 40 years. 
Embarrassing, honestly. The songs that came out, no other music that you were inspired by, nothing. <laughs> no album. Not one. Not one. Not one musical score. Nothing. Okay. Nope. <laughs> um. All right. I want to point this out because I think we need to. So we said the cognitive reenactment confirmed that that is uh very real. Also, the technology for the company that Amara works for is real technology, and they used a company. Um, the show tweeted about the company that they actually used as consultants. So oh. all of that tech was real. Um, but I want to point out some repeat offenders because what you may have noticed was Burton Lowe was played by Aiden Quinn, who is from one of my favorite episodes, Savant season nine, episode four. Oh, it's a good one. It's, I didn't even realize that. Oh my I God. I love that episode. With the girl yeah. who's like... Um, she's amazing too the you smell good I love that girl she was so great um, go back That's and watch really Savant constant. everybody maybe we should cover yeah. that too okay. I love Savant yeah okay. um, I have other repeat offenders because this episode was packed with repeat offenders so first of all uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Victoria Pal- uh, Polak who uh, was an assistant to showrunner Warren Light but also wrote a previous episode and appeared in season 21 episode 17 Dance Lies and Videotape Uh, also Maureen Mueller who played Sissy Murray um, the coach's wife was in season 21 episode 8 We Dream of Machine Elves season 19 episode 9 Gone Baby Gone season 9 episode 5 Complicated and season 8 episode 11 Burned oh my god this woman I love that also our uh, tennis it? coach, she was five. in five. Uh, one, two, oh three, uh, four. Now oh. five. This yeah, that's more than like some supporting role character. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, um, like Dana Lewis was in like what, probably four, and she's like a character. Like, that's um, so Brian Kerwin, who played Roger Murray, the tennis coach, he was previously in season three, episode one, Repression, and season four, episode 18, Appearances. And um, Bernadette Quigley, who played the dead girl's mom, uh, Joyce West, was in season two, episode 21, Scourge, and season 11, episode three, Solid- Solitary. So that's awesome that they would be back for the 500th episode, especially. Um, you said the one guy was even in season one, like from um, the season one, season one, season one, the tennis. Uh, Uh, no, he was in season three. Who's was somebody in season one? Did I okay, but season two up till season two. So, I mean, they've been there for a a while or they were a part of it really early. I think that's really nice to cast back for such a monumental episode. 500 is a lot. Might not sound like a lot, but that's a lot in TV. 300 is a lot. Okay. Look, 100 is a lot. Yeah, when a show gets 100, it changes the rules on them. So, like, 100 is a big deal for a show to get to. 500 is unheard of. That's, yeah. uh, Especially for a live action series. I'm trying to remember all of the 100 one because I know Authority with Robin Williams is one. Yeah. Was that 200 maybe? I don't know because, as you are aware, I did not know any of the milestones until I started doing the after show. I just knew I know that it. one, and I know Manhattan Vigil because it yes. had Nora Jones waiting in it, which is now one of my favorite songs. I'm not joking; it's such a good song, and I heard it. And I was shook, and I went out and bought the CD the next day to listen to it in my car. So I know that one because it pissed me off. But also the episode that has Rita Moreno and Bradley Cooper and Alfred Molina is a a milestone. I don't remember 
the episode title really? is awesome. Yes. Okay. So that's like three of them right there. I wonder what the other ones are. Yeah. Hmm. That I'll should be that's a fun question to find out. Yeah. Um, I know, yeah, we know a couple of them. And then the other note I wanted to just point out because I thought it was cute was that his room was room five hundred, in case you missed that. Oh, I did miss that, but I love that. His room is room five hundred. That's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so those are the things I wanted to point out about this episode. Anything else before we move on to best lines? Um, Amaro could actually just be his angry self. And I, I like that because oh. he was always, he's always had to like be mad, but like kind of walk away and talk about it with like Rollins, but never like to Olivia, um, or to anybody. And so I feel like he was his most authentic self. So that was cool to see him. Yes. Very authentic and not having to like put a cap on it. And like calm. <laughs> Yeah, like he was able to like logically explain why he felt the way he did because he used to just get pissed and he used to just say shit. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, Nick, you can't do that. Um, but he said what he wanted to say, but he said it, he was much more eloquent. So, yeah. Uh, I also talk about Cragen um, yeah. and the beautiful well, moment. Who taught him how to use Zoom? It, it looked like it was FaceTime. I don't think he knows how to use Zoom. I just can't I, just in my head, like, Cragen doesn't know how to do that. He thinks it's crap and he's like, you guys do it. Like, yeah. Set it up. I, I just wanted to go back to Nick really fast. I love how they introduced him. I mean, like, yeah, there's a perp in there. Like, he'll only yeah. talk to you. I thought that was, like, the cutest, funniest way to, like, do that. I was, like, pranked. <laughs> I thought that was such a fun moment. Did you know that it was going to be him? I suspected, but I, I thought it was just, like, a really cute way to... To slide him in there, like I as love a that. drama. I was not expecting a laugh or a cute reunion. I was like, ah, oh, here's the drama early. Okay, five hundred. Here we go. Um, but that was that was a pleasant surprise. I also want to say, oh yeah, sorry, no, this is off topic. Oh, I just want to say, I I think for a five hundredth episode, I this was a great. This was great. It had continuity, which we know I'm, I'm annoying about. Um, it brought back people we know and love. It didn't bring back everybody, but it brought back a lot of people we know and love. Um, it had some twists. They may not have been surprising twists, but it There are no Send in the Clowns, but... Right. Nothing is Send in the Clowns, but it was twists. I mean, I think the, the coach was not the twist, but the fact that the girl shows up and is like, how could you be with this guy? He's a predator. That's a fun twist. Yeah. Like, especially because I think Olivia was like, oh, I have um, Noah and like, they're pretty solid and, and her and her mothering and her being a single mom. And oh, my gosh, your first love, I think, is very special. It's, ob- it's obviously very special to most people, no matter how it ended. That feeling, that initial that this one person made you feel those feelings first is super special. And like, you know, if it didn't end bad, you know, he did no wrong in her eyes until that point, until that very point. So I think maybe she even thought she might want to even give it a go again. He's, he's helping to innocent people. He's a, he's a crusader just like her. And, um, I don't know. She's, and she, and she slept with him. And I was like, girl, you could do better. Here's what I want to say, because this is our show and I can say whatever thought comes to mind. So I'm going to say it. Aiden Quinn in practical magic all about it. Aiden Quinn and Savant? Yeah, okay. Aiden Quinn in the 500th episode? No. <laughs> no. What are you doing? No. Stop. The vibes were off. 
her. I'm just saying, we talked about how she aged so well. And he was like, ew, he said something about he aged and he patted his stomach. And I was like, I'm not trying to like shame anybody, but it seemed like he was like happy to just not be as hot as her. And I didn't understand where that joy came from, but like because she's out of his league and he got and he and he she was always out of she was always out of his league. Predators are people like that see a special something in somebody, and that's why I'm saying Aiden Quinn, practical magic. I would say same league. No watch rewatch them. I'm gonna have to, I'll have to go back and look then. Now is the season to rewatch Practical Magic, everybody. It's true. It's and he true. was great in that. One would yeah. even say handsome. I mean, Taylor might not, but everyone else would. Objectively, sure. But I also thought Amara was objectively handsome in this. So I thought, yeah, I, I can appreciate was. aesthetics. <laughs> yeah, I thought, he, I thought he was really good. He was hot. I like the beard. He seemed like he was like less drama. I wonder what's going on with him, and Maria, though. Like, mm. yeah, I, and Gil. Anyway, um, let's get into best lines because uh, I'm sure we have some. Yes. All right, Felicia, do you want to start us off? Yeah, because you know Taylor got to finish up. But she wrote every single line down from the episode. I have only four. Oh, okay. Wait, do I have more than one? I have one. It's all right. You go first. Okay. I'll go first. All right, my line was when Finn says, I knew this guy was bad news because all I lit multiple times watching this episode, and every time I go, Help fall, help fall. That's that's my line. I have that, I have that on my list too. Um, I have um, Burton saying, Oh, are you saying that you're a victim now? When she was telling, confronted him and was like, What you did. It's considered assault, like period. I was 16, you were 21. And then um, this is my favorite one. Nick, thank you. And I appreciate that you have graduate degrees, but I've also been here a very long time, so I don't need your expertise. But thank you so much. I wrote that too because it was so bitchy. I was so here for it. I ran it back so many times. I was like, yes. I was like, she, but it, it really showed that like it, that shit was getting to her, mm-hmm. that she was bothering her and it was getting to her. And, you know, she, Liv will lie to her therapist. So she will lie to herself. Yep. Um, and and thank you so much. It's what really got me about that. Like you can go, you can like, go along. Um, and, he, you know, the physician heal, heal thyself uh, to her was, um, I thought of, it showed his growth because before he would just argue her down. But instead he was like, oh, you're right. I do have graduate degrees. Here's a quote. And I walk in a dissertation. There you go. There's a little line for you. Since I have, I, when she said that, I was like, Damn. She said, I think that you're smart now, but you're not smarter than me. Right. Honestly, that line, I'm so glad you wrote it because I, as it happened, was like, I got to write this down. And then I was like, it's too long. I'm tired. It was really long. I, I watched it a couple of times yeah. to get sure I got it down correctly. It was good. It was good. Any other quotes? No, the thing that, no that was it. You didn't have to fin one that you had. Okay. Uh, all right. Take us. Um, well, I just love that we had the meta um, thing of this guy being a podcaster because I, I knew I wanted to talk about that on this show. The fact that he's staying in this fancy hotel, podcasting has been very good to me. I want to clarify to the audience we are not making bank off of this. And that's not usual. Okay. We can't stay in that hotel because of this. 
<laughs> but I guess I'm glad that he can. I'm glad someone's he wrote books. That. He, he wrote books. It's too. true. Hold on, hold on. Uh, I'd like you to PSA this, please. Please, yes. Oh my God. Um, everyone, we are not making bank off of this podcast, nor are most podcasters. This guy, he is an anomaly and it doesn't happen very often. I just need you all to know that this is a labor of love for us and we're not doing this to stay at the Ritz. Thank you. That was a PSI. Stay at the Ritz. We'll probably split a, split a drink all between the three of us at the Ritz bar. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's not the plaza, but. Is whatever. I would just thought of whatever fancy hotel I could think of on the top of my head. I loved it. All right, go on. Thanks. Go. Um, I mean, it's keeping with that theme, I liked the mom's line about this because I thought it like raised a really interesting point. Like, I'll never let death be entertainment. Some people listen to while they work out. I was like, that's really fascinating because it's true. Like, the true crime is so like popular right now i know like this was probably based a little bit off of like cereal and things like that and i think that's a really interesting point to raise like what are the ethics of that like investigating this stuff but like also kind of putting the people that it actually affects like through that again so i thought that was kind of just like an interesting line to raise and then finally i loved it so much when craig was like thank you captain to olivia <laughs> I just talked about how he was so proud of her. That got me. That really got me. So I really liked that. It just, it was like that full circle. It's crazy that we got to see all of this unfold in real time, essentially, about how she started out as a little detective and now she's like in his shoes and he got to recognize that. It's just really wholesome. I agree. I, I think you're right. But that his, his, captain was so beautiful um that moment and i absolutely love it and you're right we we she talks about how when she got to svu first of all she says stabler had already been there and she was new um and we did have never seen day one i'm just saying if we wanted to do that now that we're at 500 in might be Mm -hmm. fun to throw that back it might be fun to see i would love to cast somebody as a young benson that'd be interesting to see day one just get cat back (laughs) Yeah, she has the same vibes as young Olivia. Whatever, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna go off about this again, though I could. It's okay. It's a safe space. I mean, it just sucks continuously watching those four people for the whole squad. Like the word "squad" has more letters in it than there are people in the squad. Like I don't understand. Like, can we just get like at least one or two more people? It seems bare. It seems like even the Power Rangers had five. This doesn't make any sense to me. Every good group of crime fighters has more than four unless you're the ninja turtles and they're different because they're fucking ninja turtles i mean it's there is the it's the five-man band is what it's called so come on um i will say one of the thoughts that crossed my mind last name mcgrath we didn't have any mcgrath this episode fuck shit up but he didn't so i'm happy not to see him but i just wanted to say i something that crossed my mind is that the cat and Garland didn't get to be part of the 500th episode. Like they got removed just before. And how much has that got to hurt? Arthur Fist meme right now. <laughs> no, seriously though. 
I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we're not going to keep talking about Maybe we can, maybe we'll get, remember I was saying before, and I was like, in order for this to make sense to me, we have to be getting something. Something has to be coming. Something has to be on the way. I just don't believe that universe take it the way and don't give it anything back. I just can't believe that. So I, when I see Amaro there and him talking about working with this new technology, I'm just like, maybe this can help. And maybe we'll see him again doing similar things like this because now he is reconnected. Now the squad does know he does this. Now, um, I don't know how it would be working with Olivia because he technically wouldn't be under her. Um, and I think he doesn't operate in that space anymore because he realizes that was a long time ago and he's grown now. Um, but I, maybe he can come back in some type of capacity because... We got to get somebody, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we know that we have Velasco joining the team um, and that he is now a regular. I'm happy that he was not, because it would have not been fair if he was in the 500. That would have been super unfair. Oh, I agree. Um, I appreciate that we haven't seen him in two weeks. <laughs> um, that's not to start, enough. not to start shit. Start That's that. a little weird that El- Elliot didn't make any appearance. So a lot of people pointed this out. Uh, it just did not. I'm assuming it did not work out time wise. I think there was. That's three- fair. That's so, fair. But yeah. like, it's not fair. He was in a yeah. flashback at not, least. Not the way. Not I the know, way. but like this. Not the way y'all been using SVU to to promote organized crime and try to make and bait us to watch it. Not the way y'all been doing that. And he couldn't come along with that goatee that I cannot stand. I would have appreciated him just like being there. Like y'all did not use us for all these episodes of trying to make us watch this other show and then didn't even have him in there. I mean, he was in there and I guess in the flashback way. And I think maybe they felt like that was enough. And then you had the nerve to okay. Be quiet. Be quiet. Be quiet. No, I, I and just, then they have the nerve. <laughs> how you continuously like, like literally like putting like I'm asking you for vodka straight, and you're like keep putting pineapple juice drop by drop in my drink. And I told you I'm allergic to pineapple juice. Like, why do you keep doing this? Like, I don't want this. I just want it straight. I want what I ordered. I didn't ask for no mixer. I didn't ask for no nothing on the side. I asked for what I ordered. And you keep adding stuff in it that I didn't ask did you get, for. It's sick. Did you I'm get beet juice? It was different. Beet juice. Beet Someone juice. brought her beet juice. I, was, I asked for a triple berry smoothie and it was beet juice. Like, y'all keep giving this, you know, <laughs> To us, and then like not even having him a part of it. Sarah in the chat says, "Agree." It's just like you so would think ways. that would be the easiest get, the easiest get, and yet not five seconds. I think Craigan was the easiest get. It was a FaceTime call. I know, but like, does he even act anymore? Like, were they like, please act again for like three seconds for us? You know what I mean? Like, he's next door. Well, he's he is next door. Yeah. He's probably so sad because they had to pay him. So get your money. I'm not even mad. And, no, and exactly. So I wouldn't be mad. Oh, we're running low on time. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, I loved it. This was great. Um, before we do the poll, I want to remind everyone, uh, because I think there's an interesting conversation to be had about podcasting and what that looks like in the real world. And as that. And as Taylor pointed out, we do this as a labor of love. And therefore, we also make swag as a labor of amusement and not and not to make money. Um, All of us. 
you know, have other jobs that we are doing and there are other places we'll tell you in just a bit where to find us because that is how we pay our bills, not with this. We do this because, well, we're obsessed with the show and I force them. with each other as well, so. I do appreciate that I don't have to force you guys. (laughs) But I do have people. That's what you think. I'm in y'all's basement right now. (laughs) Shut up, Taylor. Uh, so yes, if you would like to buy our that ridiculous merch, great beginning of an episode of Law and Order SVU. <laughs> so Guys, write us in. Write us in. You can take it. Take that idea. It's fine. <laughs> if you would like our ridiculous swag, there are links below. Also, please go to iTunes, rate and review us. If you like us five stars, if you like us four stars, because stars one through three, you know, I'm not techie enough to fix it, but they're broken. Uh, if you give us four stars, please let us know how we can improve, and we will maybe do something about it we'll read it (laughs) yeah any reviews any comments that are written on the itunes reviews will be read on the show somehow some way uh but now it's time for the weekly poll taylor weekly poll last week we talked about fast times at the wheelhouse (laughs) and therefore asked what your favorite social media episode was um, and so in fourth place, this is actually a crime. It's turned me on, take me private with only 11.1% of the votes. Wow. Um, that was a but it's okay. Honestly, all these were good episodes. So I understand, um, in a tie. Okay. That's third place actually. Cause we have a tie for second place with intent, which is one of Yale's favorite episodes of all time. It's only and second place. It is. And Fast Times at the Wheelhouse also tied with it for second place. But number one was Quickie, which is fair enough. Quickie's a fabulous episode, too. So that that was our social media poll. I love all of these. I would do a marathon with every single one of these, actually. That's a, that's a tough, that was a tough Those are that was, offended. That was a pretty tough one. I'm actually it is very a tough offended. That was, that was tough conversation in that poll, so. Um, I agree. And this week, I... We are asking you all who you were most excited to see return this episode. So we had a lot of people come back. Um, we have here's the current status. In fourth place, we have Trevor Langan, which I mean I think that's fair enough. <laughs> and second place is currently Melinda Warner, who yes, I did misspell her name in the poll, but I corrected it below. So please don't drag me for that. You see it on Twitter. Um, she's she's been in and out, but I still think that she was worth mentioning, of course, because we love her. Um, in second place is currently Craigan, and in first place is Nicomaro, which I love that. I think I really like seeing that. It's so, the beard. It's the beard. Yeah, you guys are just horny. Is actually what I'm hearing <laughs> from the poll, <laughs> but that's right. okay. Like <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you where to find the poll in just a bit. Um, I want to let everybody know a couple of things before we wrap up. Next week, there is no new episode. Uh, It was very misleading. They showed a promo uh, and did not say next week. So it's sometime in November. Um, There will be a new episode. That doesn't mean we're taking a break. We will be back next week to do an older episode. Um, It also will happen to be October 31st. So I think we'll do an older episode on theme and we might have some special guests join us. That's all I can say right now because, well, I haven't talk to them or confirmed it so <laughs> it's an idea it might happen uh like last time we said we do something special this time and the special thing is we're here i drank we showed up yeah um, i'm in your basement 
Blink, <laughs> blink, blink twice, baby. I'm kidding. I just want to make that very clear. Stop attracting police to this. my basement. I made this. <laughs> it doesn't say help for some reason. But if you turn the other way, and you have to read, read the code. It, yeah, it's code. Uh, at least I feed you. Um, so <laughs> I think that's everything I need to tell everybody. Um, but we I didn't think about what we learned. Oh, we didn't. You're right. Oh my goodness, Why? I skipped it. We do this show every week. Every <laughs> week. <laughs> Forget this part. And, and uh, never prepared. Never prepared. Never prepared. I'm gonna say this. Uh, I bef- well, you're gonna do what did we learn? And then I have a special announcement at the end. But. Um, what did we? Okay, I'm ready. I learned what I've learned. Okay. I learned okay. About um, I when, uh, cognitive reenactment. I like right. that. I like that. I learned that. And it's real. And it's real. That's what I'm saying. I learned about that. That was a real world thing. I love it when they take it into like what's actually happening. That's uh, if you're in the chat, please write in what you've learned. <laughs> yes. The better, the better. The more out of pocket, the better. <laughs> Um, um, I ooh, I learned that um, Nick Amaro is still hot, and I like the beard. I like the beard on him. I like, and there's a little salt and pepper, so I like that too. I do like the salt and pepper. I learned the opposite. Aiden Quinn is not still hot. You're so mean. That's what I learned. I didn't know that he got not hot anymore. Damn. Is, look, this is our podcast. No one is paying us. He's like, never going to guest on this show. That's okay. Wait, no, then. <laughs> that's a good point. Now we can't do Savant. <laughs> You're really ruining all of our chances. No, no. Listen, it's everyone was like positive vibes only, positive vibes only. I went to a party recently and this girl was like, all vibes welcome. You can't always have it positive. So all vibes are welcomed here. So if he wants to come and, you know, he might be like, I don't like them stupid uh, cat ear headphones. I love them, y'all. He might say that about her. And that's okay. That's all true. vibes are welcome. That's as long true. as it's your truth. Yeah. Now I just um, want him to come on here and have beef with y'all. <laughs> that's all I want. You know what? That might win me over. Um, Sarah in the chat says, I learned Olivia saves a lot of stuff in her really nice hall closet. Yeah. That is true. We learned that she, like, holds on to memorabilia and that this relationship although we knew like was a you know it was her first love it was her first time and then uh she was gonna marry the guy to get away from her mom she like really held on to everything she i think held on to a boom box just so she could play the cassette tape. and i was like where did she get the boom box from sarah that was a great um what you learned that was way better than mine's thanks wow. for saving me sarah Thanks for saving us, Sarah. Thank you. Um, did anybody learn anything else? I thank you for reminding me that we did this. Um, ooh, Sarah asks the Elliot. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know, but that raggedy ass letter probably isn't in there. <laughs> um, aye, aye, aye. <laughs> all right. Now can we move on? Can we move yeah. On? Okay. Sorry, I'm trying to keep us on track. I appreciate it. My notes are all over the place. I appreciate it. I forgot that we do that. Okay. So until next week, uh, and we have another episode. Wait, let's see if somebody else learned anything. Nope. Okay. No. Felicia, 
Oh. Where are you on the internet and what are you up to, especially since you're doing so much and getting paid, not for this podcast, but the other things. <laughs> All the things that I'm doing, I guess. Um, What the heck am I doing? Oh, you can find me on the internet at It's Felicia Michelle. It's um right there. Um, on Instagram, I am gearing up. We're starting in season two of Talk It Up. So if you want to watch those new episodes, you have to download MBT, that's National Black Television app. It's free on Roku, Apple, and all like your little Apple store places or app stores, whatever. You can get all that stuff. Y'all know I'm not technologically savvy, so just be patient with me. You can download that. You can watch us there. Um, and tonight I'm going to the Hoppa Awards. I'm going to be presenting awards. So after I get off of here, I'm going to be trying to look like a nice presentable person really i'm wearing my my real housewives um look like if i were to be in a real housewives thing i'm wearing yes yes I'm and if people want to see photos of this look where oh, yeah, yeah. it's felicia michelle uh-huh and if y'all want to send me clothes or anything y'all can find me there send me stuff i like free stuff it's free it's for me taylor where can they find you in the poll <laughs> obsessed that was a great transition oh, you know, you can find- thing, yeah all right <laughs> you can find i got you and the poll Yep, on Twitter at uh, Alphaba underscore and you can also find me on Instagram at Tana underscore Gates underscore. I write for a site called Show Snob. I'm covering the morning show. There's some fruity activity this season, so if you're into that, definitely read my articles about that. Um, and I also host a Twilight podcast. It'll be back soon, talking about Midnight Sun, called Win and Fork. So check that out. You can find me right there. That's actually hard to point to. You're right, Felicia. <laughs> Right there. Because it's in the wrong place. I know. Like, I, I literally was, like, looking at the mirror. I'm like, which way do I point when I do that? And I was like, this way. But it's still hard. It's still hard. Amazing. Um, I am Yell Teagle. I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. And, in fact, right after this show, I'm switching over to my Twitch channel. Uh, last week, I attempted to play a new Doctor Who game on Xbox. And, well, I have to write a review about it, but I am incapable of playing it. So Tari is going to come and help play it so that I can see what the game is about and how it works. Because I spent 20 minutes stuck in a laundromat, unable to open a door. So find me on twitch.tv slash right after this. You can also find me every Sunday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern time with Felicia Michelle on the official Leverage Redemption After Show, a very distinctive podcast only on the Electric Now app. All 16 episodes are available to stream on demand, but on Sunday nights and mornings, 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., you can watch the latest episode. Uh, Also, on Wednesdays, you can find me on Hollywood Approved on the Hollywood Critics Association channel. Um, And is that everything? I think that's everything. Those are the places... Those are the things that pay me. So check those out. Um, I think that's how we should promote things from now on. Here are things that pay me. Support it. Thanks. Support it. Yes. Thank you again for everyone who's here live in the chat. Sarah and Alice. um, JNCA, who said, I like uh, Aiden Quinn in the Desperately Seeking Susan era. Thank you. Um, Audrey O., uh, I saw Zach was here earlier. Uh, uh, did I catch everybody? Thank you, Darryl? thank you, thank you. Where's Daryl at? Is it Daryl? Daryl. Did I not? Did I forget to say Daryl? Daryl, who too is a penniless podcaster. <laughs> um, I just it. we appreciate you all being here live with us. We will be back again next week doing an older episode because even though the show goes on break, well, we don't. Who am I going to talk to about this? Oh, we love you all. Mwah. Thanks. Congratulations, five hundred episodes. Woo! Oh, <laughs>